can't remember a time when you've got both stars and the director in Melbourne as one of the first countries in the world to see it. I'm, I'm not sure whether... Are we the first nation outside the United States to screen the movie or not in Melbourne? Does, do any of you know? I think they said they were going on a tour, so maybe Australia is first. But, but the other thing that's really unusual about it is that uh, we're talking about a movie that uh, has was launched in Melbourne rather than Sydney. Usually the previews go to, or the, the stars go to Sydney. I'm not sure what, what happened with this one. I'm very pleased they came here. But, but as far as I'm concerned, notwithstanding Love, Simon, this is the most mainstream gay movie yet made. And I, I reckon it's a surefire winner. How broad a winner it is is, is another matter. Because I thought it was genuinely funny, and at times it was poignant. And the plot, well, it, it is a universal one, with a screenplay by one of the stars of the film, Billy Eicher, and the director, Nicholas Stoller, both of whom I mentioned were out here in Melbourne. And Nicholas Stoller, probably best known for a movie such as Forgetting Sarah Marshall. W what else has he done, Nicholas Stoller, guys? What what other films do you remember of his? Oh, yeah, OK, yep, get him to the Greek. Anything else stands out? No. All right. I, I mentioned I thought the acting was terrific. You've got 40-year-old Bobby played by Billy Eichner. Eichner. Is it Eichner or Eichner? I get, uh, Eichner. Eichner with an N. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, sorry, I apologise to him. But, um, yeah, okay. So you've got 40-year-old Bobby played by Eichner. Uh, he's an intense, intelligent, single Jewish homosexual who hosts a popular podcast in which he tells people what he thinks, just like we do. And he's just accepted a job as head of the first LGBTQI plus history and culture museum. He's polished, he's erudite when he gets onto the big stage. But one thing Bobby cannot do is to find Mr. Right. He's got the occasional meaningless hookup from platforms such as Grindr, but save for sex, there's no connection. And then, in a club, he sets eyes upon this buff individual called Aaron, played by Luke McFarlane. He's a lawyer specialising in wills, who is not on the social media platform Grinder, and he also happens to like country music. Long-term connection is not a thing for Aaron either, so for neither of these two characters, Bobby or Aaron. And yet, despite him frequently disappearing, that's Aaron, he and Bobby hit it off and they become an item. But not all is smooth sailing, as Bobby's full-on personality and Aaron's interest in an old sporting chum get in the way. And on top of that, Bobby and his executive team at the museum are constantly at loggerheads. Aaron, well, he really hates his job. Really, a number of noteworthy cameos that we should mention here as well. Deborah Messing from Will and Grace television series, Kristen Chenoweth from Glee, Ben Stiller, Night at the Museum. They are among the cameo roles here. It, it features an all-LGBTQI LGB, plus crew, and I reckon it hits all the right notes. It, it pokes fun at stereotypes. To me, it does that. And it celebrates sexual diversity and it deals with frustration and insecurity and pride. I thought the writing, well, it's acerbic, plenty of laugh aloud moments. And you've got, you know, the various characters. So let's kick it off with you, Dave. What did you think of Bros, notwithstanding your 
gay friends saying that, uh, you know, saying a few derogatory remarks about the way the script was uh, was was put together. Look, I thought it was a I thought it was a good film. Um, Stoller has always been good with humour. Um, he also likes at times to be a little bit crass with his humour, which we saw with um, Bad Neighbours um, and Bad Neighbours Two. But here, I think he actually reins the crassness back in. Um, I had the pleasure of interviewing him this week, and he talked about the fact that this is a film that he's wanted to make for years and years and years, and he's always felt that he hasn't had the right partners to make the film with because, as a straight male, he didn't feel like this was a film that he needed to tell the story of, or could tell the story of, I should say. Um, but I thought he reigned in a lot of that crassness that he's had in his other films. He's made this a more poignant film. There were some genuine laugh-out-loud moments in there. I don't think I've heard a, an audience laugh so much in a comedy for years. So I think the, the characters are interesting. You, you like the characters. Um, they, they did feel like there was something missing, and I thought a couple of scenes ran over long. But for the general part of it, it was a, it was a good rom-com. Yeah, it really was. Some of the scenes, there were a couple of scenes, there was one on a beach that I think went on for too long, Peter. But I thought it was a strong film. What did you think? No, I think it's a very good relationship comedy. The, the quality of the writing, as you've both mentioned, is uh, excellent. Uh, obviously, Billy and uh, Nick spent a lot of time fashioning the script uh, and making it uh, very amusing with lots of uh, cultural references and in-jokes, uh, etc. And uh, it was great to see Deborah Messing uh, in that cameo uh, appearance, sending herself up. Uh, yes. from the, the Will and Grace uh, sort of uh, television series. And it's interesting how people are commenting on the sex scenes. Um, we don't comment at all or balk at all at heterosexual love scenes, and some of them can be quite explicit, and forgetting Sarah Marshall and other films like that, rom-coms, have also uh, gone into uh, sex scenes in a bit more detail. And yet here we have a homosexual uh, sort of relationship and sex scenes, and we start to question it. And, and yes, Dave, you're right. In America, there were some states that uh, were obviously put off by that, but that's a great but, shame. But because said, uh, Peter, yeah. I agree with the commentary, but I, I think it says that as enlightened as we'd like to think we are, we're not enlightened at all. Well, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think uh, there is a, a small a pocket of people who are very conservative and will object, but uh, I, I think we are much more enlightened, certainly in Australia, uh, than uh, aspects of America. So, look, I was uh, quite impressed by the writing and the quality of the film. The relationships were well-developed between the two men, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. But, but I would say that we're on the road. We are on the road to greater tolerance and so forth but i don't think in australia we're there either yet i think we're on the road would you would you disagree with that Carrie? i disagree with that otherwise we wouldn't have agreed to gay marriage oh wow okay um well what do you think about that greg do you think we're in you know, we're fully enlightened in australia or not um probably not yet but we're moving that way we're a lot and that's the point that i'm making that's exactly the point i'm making but we're moving in the right direction but we're certainly a long way from being tolerant do you think we're a tolerant society peter uh, i think generally speaking we are again there are always going to be exceptions and and we've found that in in a number of examples uh, of culturally of late but uh, i think we are more tolerant uh, i don't think people will be put off by seeing this film i think the film should do well in australia 
It's interesting. There was an article over the last few days. I don't know whether you read it, Peter. That the rise of uh, of anti-Semitic sentiment and neo-Nazism has reached a zenith at the moment uh, in in recent history. And there was uh, a researcher who looked at eight separate groups, and a lot of the intolerance is coming from younger people, according to this report. I don't know whether you read that or not. This again it gets to the heart of tolerance, and and to me, to me there's still a great deal of intolerance. Yeah, I haven't read that. Uh, look, yes, of course there are. Uh, there's intolerance out there in some small communities and some groups, etc. You're never going to eliminate that. But if we're talking about generally as a country, are we more tolerant? The answer is yes. Mm. Uh, Greg, have you seen Bros as well, mate, or not? Yeah, I, was, I was there on Sunday night to watch a preview as well. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. I thought, I thought this was uh, a wonderful gay romantic comedy there. Some very funny lines there. Um and I thought, as you mentioned earlier, a plays around with the stereotypes, but has fun with them. There's some great, um, wonderful cameo appearances there that add to the flavour of the film. It's well written, interesting characters. I call it When Aaron Met Bobby because it's basically looking at um, the relationship between two people who seem unable to commit to their relationship, and it follows their journey a little bit there. And I like some of the scenes at the LBTQI museum there when they were trying to put the exhibits together and the, um, all the different um, executive board where they were arguing and they were at loggerheads. I thought that was very funny and well-developed as well. I agree there are a couple of scenes that probably went on too long, but it's a, a good, interesting glimpse into the gay lifestyle in sort of New York. Mm, I, I thought Eichner did a marvellous job showcasing vulnerability and strength, and McFarlane nailed the body beautiful caught off guard by brains and straight talking. The pair's got strong chemistry. I, I thought that worked really well between them. And, and I mean, they're, they're, we, of course, and we've referred to it without being explicit, but there are several simulated sex scenes and lots of kissing. It also features an ear-pleasing, appropriately worded original love song as one of the last scenes. And they were explaining this to us at the preview on the Sunday night that the person who, who wrote that who was Billy Eichner, asked the director, he said, look, you know, I've, I've penned a bit of a tune. Do you mind if we sort of try and put it in there? And so they made the spur-of-the-moment decision. The, the, that song wasn't going to be there. And and I think it works really, really well. I found it really enjoyable, a little bit long. I, I don't think it really needed to be 115 minutes. Did, did the length worry any of you? No. No. No? Okay, I thought it was... I thought a few of the scenes could have been cut back to help the flow and maintain momentum, and that would have cut a, a, a few minutes off the running time. And, look, it, it's um, I like the fact that it's completed with big screen backing, right? I mean, it's a, it's a film that has got a big studio behind it, uh, and bear in mind it was shut down like so many others were because of COVID. They picked it up and ran with it when they could. Uh, it, it's got the appeal of populist movies to me like Bridesmaids, uh, that producers such as Judd Apatow have been associated with. So, And he's one of the producers here. I can see the box office ticking over. I'm not saying it's going to be uh, the smash hit like, like Top Gun, but nevertheless, it, it, it paves the way for more big screen misadventures from the LGBTQI plus community, and, and that's a good thing. So uh, let's get scores out of 10. Uh, start with you, Dave. Look, I'm going to give this one... 7 out of 10. I think that it did have some faults, but generally it was a good rom-com. Mm -hmm. Peter? Funny you mentioned Top Gun. 
Mm. Boy, does that have a homoerotic subtext. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, with bros, I really okay. like the, I really like the script. It's very cleverly written and performed, uh, with lots of funny bits in there. Uh, eight out of ten from me. And Gregory King. And talking timely about a gay film, there the Melbourne Queer Film Festival kicks off um, this month too with some. Ah, uh, yes, good on so, you for mentioning it. Excellent, Greg. Yeah. But, um, other thing I want to point out is Luke McFarlane, who stars in this film. There's throughout the film, there's a lot of setting ups of um, the Hallmark type of soppy films there, and he's starred in 14 of those Hallmark movies there. So <laughs> I think it's setting up his own image here a little bit too. But I gave this seven out of ten as well. Mm, and I gave it seven and a half. So we're all in the same territory with a movie that opens next Thursday or this coming Thursday, depending. Actually, that, that's oh golly, this is a constant d- debating point between my wife who was born and bred in South Africa, and, and me. So if we say next Thursday, is that in, well, this is Sunday, so is that in four days' time? Or is yes. it Sunday? It is, that's how I, yeah. I view it. Yeah. So uh, so what's the difference between next Thursday and this Thursday? You say Thursday week if it's the week after. You do, I wholeheartedly agree. So but, but this week and next, th- this Thursday and next Thursday, in the context of today being Sunday, are the same same Thursday, correct? Which is in four days' time. Are we agree- in agreement on that or not? Yes, because next means the next one coming up. Yeah. And so and, it's this and, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I should bring my darling wife into this conversation because <laughs> we've had we've had so many discussions about it. And <laughs> we end up just sitting around laughing. It's just, it's just the English language is a wonderful thing. I um I had co- 